What is up? Welcome back. I forgot my cue. Hey, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. It is your host, Michael Clark. Uh, We are welcoming back now to the podcast, Monica Teske. Monica, good to have you. Thanks. Glad to be on. We have covered the NFC North and the NFC West. We have covered the AFC South. And so it makes sense that today we cover the AFC West. Monica, a lot happened in the AFC West. Oh, yeah. This is your team's division, um, and depending on when you ask, it's my son's team division as well. <laughs> um, we are going to start with your team, who made a total of five selections. Um, and I just noticed this, but they traded for one pick that they originally had and traded away. They traded back for that pick mm-hmm. in this draft. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Monica, you know where I stand with the Broncos right now. I'm not a fan. I, right. I don't love everything that they're doing. Um, I'm a little worried in some ways about the direction that they're going. hmm And so my concern with the Broncos has been a debate that we had before that we need to have again at some point. We, mm-hmm. we lost it, unfortunately. The footage was deleted uh, because Monica lost so badly, and I tried to protect her by <laughs> deleting the footage. Um, sure, sure. No, in all seriousness, though, uh, I just feel like the Broncos are are trying to do what the Chiefs have done, but they're nowhere near there. Yeah, I think the I think the problem, the biggest problem, is being in the same division as the Chiefs. Yeah, if you were to be able to pluck the Broncos up and drop them in the AFC South instead of like the Houston Texans, I would love everything the Broncos are doing because I think they would have a real inside track. Mm-hmm. Something to think about, though. And I'm I'm stalling for some time because with only five picks, we surely have more time to talk about the other things pertaining to the Broncos and just their picks. Right. How many drafts did it take for Kansas City to truly turn it around? A lot. And once A they got, lot. once they got, you know, maybe 2015 to now, mm-hmm. we're talking seven years. But they made it to a Super Bowl within four. Mm-hmm. So if if you're trying to imitate what they've done. Four years out is the realistic goal. Mm-hmm. Get the coach. They do have that, a Super Bowl winning coach who has uh, a good caliber and a good reputation of being an offensive guru. Right. You know where I stand. I don't think you have the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be surprised at all if Denver somehow – traded up next year and sold the farm for two years down the road to go and get Caleb Williams. I we can we can get into this when we start talking about the actual who that we actually picked. Yep. But I was very frustrated that we did get Hinden Hooker when he was available. Yeah. Cause y'all traded out. Like you traded mm-hmm. you traded up. To get Marvin Mims. Yeah. So let's talk about Marvin Mims first. I, I'll let you go first and I'll go last because you, you, we've had this debate off, you know, yeah. off mic. And so I don't want to have it just to have it again. I mean, the listeners need to know where we both stand on it because that's, that's our responsibility. But right. you go first. All of the talk about Marvin Mims has been what a spectacular special teams player he is. Good, great, love that, very excited. You don't draft a special teams player 
with your first pick. Yeah. You, you're picking for the first time with pick 63. Why are you taking someone who is a special special teams player? That's not what you need. You have so many other needs. Ridiculous. Now, maybe Marvin Mims is going to be spectacular. Maybe this pick is going to look great. But we have wide receivers like crazy right now. Yeah, and I... I... You want Marvin Mims on your team? Don't trade for Russell Wilson, and then you can still select him where you're at because you would have had two other picks before this that you could have made. I, I, I don't like this pick. Leave it. Um, it is a panic pick. It made no sense. Rasheed Rice would have been there for them. I think at, at the same point of the draft, if they wanted to get a guy that they could trust more, mm-hmm. Kayshawn Boot would have been available for them. Um, yeah. You know, a little bit later in the draft, potentially they could have done that too. They could have still gotten Xavier Hutchinson. They could have gotten Tank Dell, you know, mm-hmm. not obviously not in the same spot, you know, but right. you were sitting pretty at 67 and 68. And you gave up 68 for Hendon Hooker. You know, to the I'm sorry, you gave up 68 to the Lions for Hendon Hooker, and we got moved up, I believe, with the Lions to get Marvin Mims. Right, and so Marvin Mims or Hendon Hooker. Oh, Hendon Hooker. Yeah, all day. I would even say, and this this might not make you happy, but I would even say Stetson Bennett over Marvin Mims. I I yeah I could see that. Um. So I'm gonna say as a panic pick, the next pick was a perfect pick. Uh, this is my, f- this might, looking down, I don't know if I'm going to say it is my favorite pick, but it very well could be. It's such a good pick. And I Such think a good pick. With Drew Sanders, linebacker out of Arkansas, y'all drafted Baron Browning a couple of years ago to be the inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. And then you guys discovered, no, nah, dude should play edge. He, yeah. he and Nick Benito need to, you know, and I, I think Randy Gregory's gone. Yes, this I w- I've been waiting for that moment since we signed him, and I I don't know if I was more excited about getting Drew Sanders in Denver or the fact that this signaled to me that Randy Gregory is gone. Yeah, well, and the other thing about Drew Sanders is Josie Jewell is not a great player, in my opinion. He thinks he is. I don't know if you've ever watched a game – those of you listening, I know Monica's seen this, but like, oh yeah, Josie Jewell gets a tackle for a loss, and he he like jumps up and starts doing all these celebrations and stuff, and then the very next play, Josie Jewell gives up a thirty yard catch, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, why aren't you celebrating now, buddy? You know, like, so yeah, I think Drew Sanders was a necessary evil. You had to take him. Are there other positions of need that y'all had? Yeah, there mm-hmm. were. Could you have come back and gotten Noah Sewell probably in the third at pick eighty three? Yeah. You could, mm-hmm. but I love what you did with picks two and three. And I do think that he is also one of the reasons that I think we got him is he is very good sideline to sideline, and he is he's pretty decent at coverage. Yeah, I mean he can be beat on you know some misdirection, right? A little bit, but I mean that's kind of the point of misdirection. Yeah, so. I I think that the Broncos have been trying with our linebacker picks for a long time to say we're and this is where I think it's a mistake is the line the pick the guys that they picked for linebacker it's a 
direct reaction to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And that's all they're thinking about is how can we stop Travis Kelsey? And while Drew Sanders might be able to fill that, I think this was an excellent pick as if I don't, because I don't think that it was a direct, how can we stop Travis Kelsey is how can we improve our team? And if you really think about it, you're not going to stop Travis Kelsey. No. Only only retirement will stop Travis Kelsey. And even yeah. then, he'll probably thrive. Uh, you know, um, Riley Moss, cornerback out of Iowa. I didn't hate this pick. I thought it was I, a perfect I pick. I liked it. You know, when Patrick Tan is a stealer in a couple of seasons, you know, and everything. You know, if that ever happens, I'm never going to let you live that down. Well, you do, it's <laughs> it's not happening, and you still won't let me live it down. Oh, I know. It's so much fun. Guys, if you could see Monica's face when I say that, it is always a joy because she rolls her eyes and starts shaking her head. If you – if if – you guys have seen uh, the face that, you know, that Michael's daughter gives him. Yeah. It's my version of that same face. Call it the look. But when, when Sertan is a stealer in a couple of seasons, um, you know, <laughs> uh, I think Drew Sanders and Riley Moss will really help the defense. And I think Riley Moss is a good running mate for Pat Sertan. Yes. Um, yes, I agree. J.L. Skinner, safety out of Boise State. I'll. Yeah. I loved this. I don't know anything about him, so I'll trust I your judgment. Loved this pick. Uh, definitely a steal for where we got him, and especially with Kareem Jackson possibly being gone. Yeah, I think this is. I I loved this pick. All right, Alex Forsyth, center out of Oregon. I'm going to say it's a perfect pick because mm-hmm. uh, Cushenberry, right? Yeah. Not been a good player. Yeah, not been Uh, a good pick. At the same – I probably would have said love it before yesterday. I think it was yesterday when the Redskins released their starting center from last year. Yeah. Now, knowing we could have had – I mean, we still have the spots, but, you know, what are we going to do with Alex Forsyth? It was a little disappointing, but we'll see. Yeah. The Los Angeles Chargers, formerly known as San Diego. I still want to call them San Diego. Um, They were on the board at pick number 21. They stayed right where they were. They let the board come to them. And they drafted what I think is a healthier version of what they already have. Mm -hmm. They take Quentin Johnston, wide receiver out of TCU, This draft was very much about helping Herbert and also filling the holes on defense that they they have secured. So I say that Quentin Johnston was a perfect pick for them. It's a good pick, but it was a very good pick for them. I love it, but I like the wide receiver pick that they make later on more. From the same school? Yes. Yeah. Then you have in round two, Tuli Tui Pelotu, uh, edge player out of USC, I did not think he was going to fall that far. I was shocked that they got him. And so I would say that's a perfect pick. Yeah. You get Joey Bosa and Tuli Tui Pelotu. Come on. Along with the next guy. Diane Henley. Yes. Right? Linebacker out of Washington State. You talk about a great replacement for Drew Tranquil. It's Diane Henley. And if I remember correctly, he is a t- he will – Get a lot of tackles. A lot of tackles. Yeah. In round four, they took Darius Davis, a wide receiver out of TCU. Excellent, excellent pick. I think that they're they're signaling that Josh Palmer 
Darius Davis and Quentin Johnston are about to be the running mates for Justin Herbert in the next couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, Keenan Allen is getting up there. Mike Williams can't stay healthy. Mike Williams, you talk about a waste of a first-round pick. Mike Williams should not have been a first-rounder. Uh, Jordan McFadden, guard out of Clemson. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect pick for them. They need to have a offensive line that can protect Justin Herbert. Last year, Rayshon Slater got hurt, and yeah. that really showed up mm-hmm. on film for Justin Herbert's development because Herbert had one of his worst seasons since yeah. he's been a starter, and it was mainly because he was pressured like crazy left yeah. and right. Uh, love it or leave it for Jordan McFadden. I love it. Scott Matlock, defensive tackle out of Boise State. Love it or leave it? It fills a hole. And kind of how I judge these picks for my division rivals is how much does it irritate me? And I am lowercase irritated with Scott Matlock. <laughs> yeah. I like the pick. I, I think it's a perfect pick. The the problem that the Chargers have is the same problem the Raiders and the Broncos have too. They have to play against the Kansas City Chiefs twice mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. And to be honest with you, the Kansas City Chiefs' records against all three of those teams is greater than some of those teams have had in three seasons worth of other, you know, full games being mm-hmm. played. So you, you have that issue there. Max Duggan, quarterback out of TCU. Do you think they would have picked him if they didn't pick Quentin Johnston and uh, Darius Davis? No, I really think he was he was picked because if Herbert does get hurt, you throw in Max Duggan, he's got chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the chemistry with those other guys. I think it's a it's a good option. And Duggan is a guy that no one thought would be a starter. No, but he could be a quality backup. You know, Philadelphia they went out and they. Loaded up on Georgia players. Mm-hmm. And then the Chargers come back and they load up on TCU players. Yeah. Were we were we all watching the same national championship? Honestly. Evidently not. Um, oh, Monica, that brings us to the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> Kansas City had quite a lot of draft picks, and then they made some trades and some other things. Um I love their first four picks. Um, it Felix Onyeduke Uzama is a perfect pick for them, edge player. He can play defensive lineman. I was a little bit surprised that they went with him with their first pick. I thought there were other people on the board they could have grabbed, but that mean that probably me. I mean, he's in Kansas City. He's going to be a superstar. Yeah, and Chris Jones is getting up there. They let Frank Clark go. Yeah. You have George Karloftis from last year. you got to have another guy. Felix Onyeduke Uzama, um, FAU, you know, is going to be his nickname, Florida Atlantic University. Uh, nah. <laughs> um, Monica is a is an alum of FAU, yes. and so that's why I said that. Uh, Rasheed Rice in the second round, perfect pick. Absolutely. I don't think I could – I can say love it or leave it on this division without bias. That was a really good pick for them. And then I I think the same with Wanya Morris, an offensive tackle of Oklahoma, a perfect pick there in round three at pick number 92. They trade with the Bengals for this pick. It's an interesting thought to get, you know, Wanya, Wanya Morris or Anton Harrison. Yeah. You know, it is a very interesting thought, but I think 
for what the Chiefs are wanting to do, Wanya Morris was the right pick. And then Chamari, uh, Chamari Connor, who plays corner in uh, round four, pick 119 out of Virginia Tech. I think, again, it's a perfect pick. The, the Chiefs have figured out a way to draft no-name cornerbacks mm-hmm. and put them on their field, and they just thrive. Trent yeah. McDuffie did not make major plays last year. He was hurt a lot, didn't make a bunch of big plays. Uh, Jalen Watson, though, did. Legereus Sneed, big-time playmaker. Mm-hmm. I think Legereus Sneed is now gone um, at this point. I think he signed somewhere else, maybe the Texans or something this offseason. But Jamari Corner, I just I believe he's going to get on the field and he'll have a pick six or something in a couple of these games and he'll just be there because for whatever reason, for whatever reason, the uh, the Chiefs have got the cornerbacks down like the Steelers have wide receivers down. Mm-hmm. Monica, what about Chamari Corner? Do you or Chamari Connor? He's going to be called Chamari Corner his whole career, in my <laughs> opinion. Uh, Chamari Connor, love it or leave it? I think it was a, I think it was a solid pick for them. Yeah. B.J. Thompson, edge player out of Stephen F. Austin State. I don't know if I like this pick for him. He's not. He's very athletic, but he's not very strong. Same. I don't know anything about him. Um, panic pick, in my opinion. Uh, Keandre Coburn, defensive tackle to Texas. Love it or leave it? I would pro after picking Uzama in the first round. I don't like this pick here. Yeah. I'll say that it was a panic pick again. There's a couple of other players I think they could do, but Nick Jones I think is a perfect pick just because, again, he's that a cornerback. Yeah, that was an excellent um, pick. Yeah, and he literally went to Ball State. Come on. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, so that's Kansas City Chiefs draft. Uh, overall, I think we loved it, um, unfortunately, for, for uh, you and uh, all the other people in your division. Let's go to the Raiders. The rich get richer. Oh, yeah. The Raiders. Who had a very quiet but productive draft? Is this the is this their first? No, this is their second. This is their second post Mayock draft. And last year they selected. Let me look up their twenty twenty two draft. Yeah, I'd be curious to see that. They may not have had any picks. Um. So I, I had pulled up. I think that we were talking about the Chiefs and when they started getting better. I think that their success started with the Eric Fisher pick. Yeah. Which was 2013. Right. Let's see. Who did they draft in 22? They got Dylan Parham from Memphis. Oh, the guard? Yes. Yeah. Zamir White, Neryl... Neil Farrell, Matthew Butler, Thayer Munford, Britton Brown. So, no big names. Well, they got some big names in this one. Yeah. Um, I think their first five picks, six picks, excuse me, I really like. Tyree Wilson at seven. Are you kidding me? Perfect pick. You give Max Crosby the actual help that uh, what's-his-face was supposed to be and never was. Yeah. Um, Cleland. Yeah, McFarrell. Yeah. Um, or his real name was Farrell, but McFarrell is. You Cleveland know, he, Farrell. He should be working at McDonald's, so Cleveland McFarrell. <laughs> uh, Michael Meyer, tight end out of Notre Dame. Monica, Tyree Wilson and Michael Meyer, love it or leave it? Love it for the Raiders. Michael Meyer is going to be what Darren Waller was supposed to be, but better. Yeah. 
And and Jimmy G loves his tight ends. He really does. So Michael Meyer was perfect for the Raiders. What about Tyree Wilson, though? That is going to be really good, especially considering, you know, the how they went and they just kept building, you know, their front seven, just kept going. And yeah. that just makes that Tyree Wilson pick even better. Byron Young, Alabama defensive tackle. I love the pick. I think it's a perfect pick for them. I didn't like it as much. I didn't think it was as smart of a pick, especially considering what they do later on. But it was it. It made sense. I think the position was right. The player was wrong. Yeah. Uh, Trey Tucker. I, again, I'm going to say a perfect pick for them because mm-hmm. their wide receiver room is lacking. And I think Trey Tucker's a good good pickup for, for this team to have. So yeah. I'll say it's a perfect pick. I agree. Ja'Cory and Bennett, again, a perfect pick. I This pick is so good for them. I, and just because we love them doesn't mean that they're all going to work out. So don't let's right. not let's not get that through, you know, filtered through. But Trey Tucker, at pick number one hundred, is not a bad pickup. Not a bad pickup no. at all. And part of my love it or leave it is I'm thinking about the value, like the the value that that player brings at that pick. Do I think it's a good value? Not necessarily. Do I think they're going to be an NFL star? Yeah. And Jacorian Bennett at one hundred and four is incredible value. And then Aiden O'Connell in round four, pick number thirty-three, quarterback out of Purdue. I I love that. I think it's a perfect pick for them because you you're not expecting a guy in round four to be a superstar quarterback. No. But if Jimmy G got hurt, Aiden O'Connell could come in and play in a pinch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all you're looking for. Yeah. What do you think? Love I mean, there, there's probably better players they could have had at that spot, but Aiden O'Connell, I, I'm interested to see how that goes. Then 135 picks later. Think about that. 35 picks later. Oh, yeah, 35 picks later. Think yeah. about that. 35 picks later. I was reading it as thirty pick 33 and then pick 170. I was, even then, that would be wrong. Um, <laughs> so 335 picks later, Monica, they select Christopher Smith, the safety out of Georgia. It is obscene that he dropped all the way to 170. Are you kidding me? He should be what uh, Abram was supposed to be, Jonathan yes. Abram. Yes, and he's not a headhunter who's going to get yeah ejected every game. Or throw his body around that way that gets him hurt because that's how uh, Jonathan Abram broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. That first game. Of In the, the very first yeah. game, yeah. All right, Amari Bernie, linebacker out of Florida. Also, how does Amari Bernie make it all the way to 203? The Raiders just came back in the bottom half of this draft and just yeah they they committed theft yes hey Mike Mayock do better it's too late what but, what I is mean, Mike Mayock doing now let's find out look that up while I'm, I'm talking about this last pick here and then we're gonna do our first 2024 mock draft for round one ooh Nesta Jade Silvera. A defensive tackle. It doesn't make much sense to me. I don't. I don't like that pick as much because I don't feel like you need it. But oh well, you yeah, know. Yeah, I. I don't know. 
I don't really know that much about him, but as far as stats are, as well, I don't know if it was the best for them. Yeah. I'm not really seeing anything about what Mike Mayock is doing now. I guess he's living his life in obscurity. That's hilarious. Well, Monica, um, we're going to do a 2024 mock draft for the first round. And we're going to select all the teams, okay? Okay. We're going to do all the teams, and we are going to take a brief break before we get started. I'm going to play the music. Monica and I are going to go on mute and talk about our strategies, make sure we understand the rules, and then we'll be back. So my thought is, um, flip a coin, whoever gets the coin toss gets pick one, others mm-hmm. get pick odds or evens. Mm-hmm. You can trade up at any time. And if okay. you want to say you want to trade up, you don't have to say what you're going to give up. You just say, I want to make a trade up. Okay. And you can do that. Um, so, uh, you have any questions? Nope. All right. I think we're good. How did they, how the did they determine toss. this order? Uh, based on um, where they think their records will be next year. Okay. Heads or tails? Tails. Heads. Okay. So, I have one. Okay. All right. We know who's number one. All right, we are back. Hope you enjoyed our music, courtesy of Epic Sound, I think is the name of it, or Sound Epidemic. That's that's the name. It is called Upbeat Electronic Pop, and we are upbeat today to give you our first, first round mock draft of the 2024 NFL season. Uh, yeah, I get it. The draft ended just a couple weeks ago now. Deal with it. We are doing a first round mock, and I have no qualms about it whatsoever Monica, we did a coin toss while we were at break. Yeah. And we were able to determine that I will have the number one pick and the odds, and you will have the evens. Mm -hmm. The rules that we have agreed to are as follows. If you want to make a trade up at any time, you may do so. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't have to say what you're giving up. You just need to say, hey, I want to make a trade up. And so, with that, I am not going to make a trade at pick number one. Okay. I I think the Arizona Cardinals are quietly trying to move off of Kyler Murray. Yeah. And so, I think this is going to be... And they have an MO of having done this before anyway with Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. It is... Drake May, no, it's it's <laughs> Caleb Williams, corner quarterback out of USC. Um, who else would you take? You know, I yeah. mean, who else would you take? Monica, if you want to make a trade with one of my selections, like if you want to do that, that's fine. Because my team would then move up and then your team would move to where I would be picking odd or even. So if you say, hey, I want to make the – the Steelers trade up to two, but they're an odd pick. Mm-hmm. That's okay mm-hmm. because the Cardinals would become odd, so I could then take over for that. So are you going to stay put with the Cardinals at two, or are you going to trade out? I think I would like to trade out. All right. What team is going to move up, Monica, as I, I get ready to make this trade call here? I think the Buccaneers are going to move up. 
All right, so the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to come up. And so we're just going to say that they're trading one pick, adding a fourth, because that's evidently all it takes. Buccaneers are now on the clock, Monica, and who are they going to be selecting? Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Wow, they're not going up for a quarterback? That's surprising. I don't have a problem with it, but you, so Marvin Harrison Jr. is the yeah, pick. Because you don't want, in that case, my mindset was the Cardinals this year, they got their offensive linemen. So they need, they're going to need receiver, and Marvin Harrison is the best one available at this moment. So I don't want to let him slip. Okay. Well, I am also going to be making a trade. Okay. I'm going to be trading up with the Arizona Cardinals, who are in the catbird seat. I mean, they are sitting pretty. And, Monica, the Denver Broncos are on the clock. And I am going to be trading up for an offensive tackle. No. <laughs> I'm going to be trading up for Drake May. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you're, you're in a, a situation where – if you can get Drake May as a Denver Bronco, goodness. Yeah. How lucky that would be. So the Colts are here at four. They did select their quarterback of the future this past weekend. Mm-hmm. What do they do to help build their roster up at pick number four this year? Joe Alt. Joe Alt. All right. Now, the Washington Commanders are on the clock here, and a lot of stuff has kind of gotten out of hand. But a quarterback run in this year's draft is very possible. Mm -hmm. And I think Quinn Ewers is a great selection for another team. And so I am not taking Quinn Ewers. I'm going to take Michael Penix Jr. That's exactly where Um, I figured you were going to go. I I like Quinn Ewers a lot, but I think that he's he's a fit for another team. I think the commanders are seeing what these running quarterbacks can do. Mm hmm. And Quinn is mobile. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He, but Penix he's, can really he's much move. more of a pocket passer, though. Yeah, and so I think that you, if you are the, uh, if you're the Washington Commanders and you have a chance to get Michael Penix at five, you're sitting pretty. You can't get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Michael Penix is my number three. And if you if you went anywhere else besides Michael Penix, I was gonna kind of fight back with you on that. Yeah. So the Tennessee Titans, Monica, are on the clock. They did take Will Levis, and they're going to be saddled with him, we assume, for at least a season. Mm-hmm. Um, it might just be this upcoming season, but they are going to be saddled with him. So what are they going to do here at pick number six? So I have a lot of thoughts about what they could do here. I am not completely sure. Hmm. What is it? Does it have anything for their needs, for their team needs? Yeah, let's pull up their team needs here for you, Monica, to make sure that you got that in front of you. It says they need a wide receiver, interior offensive lineman, running back, offensive tackle, linebacker, edge, interior defensive lineman, and corner. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because I'm looking at the receivers, and Marvin Harrison is off the board. Emeka Agbuka is speaking to me, but at the same time, Jared Verse is really, really hard to pass up at this point, especially because he can play edge and lineman. Yeah. 
And I feel like I've got to go with Jared verse. All right. Well, let's quote a Bible verse here and select Jared. That puts the Atlanta Falcons on the clock. And the Atlanta Falcons, if we pull up their team needs, they made a big splash this year in saying, hey, Desmond Ritter's our guy. He is who we want. He is what we're going to do. We are sticking with him as much as possible. Then they go out and give him a big vote of confidence, and they say, hey, Desmond, we're going to give you a running back that can run all over the field, making your life easier. And so I think they continue to say, we're assuming in this scenario, Desmond Ritter is going to be the starter. Mm -hmm. But there is a team that needs a quarterback, and I think the Falcons would be wise to make them pay to jump up and do it. And so very similar to last year, the number seven team will do exactly what the Bears did last year. The Atlanta Falcons are going to trade down one spot with the St. Louis Rams, now known as the Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams are going to jump up in this scenario. I love Stetson Bennett, but in this scenario, they're going to jump up for Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Um. And I think it's a situation where the quarterback run is happening. There's not a ton of quarterbacks in this class past, you know, what? I mean, in all honesty, Quinn Ewers is probably close to it for a lot of this. Not all, but probably close to it. There's Spencer Rattler, uh, you know, and there's some guys. I mean, who knows if Shadour Sanders is going to climb up some boards this year because of what Dion's going to say, but <clears> – <throat> It's Quinn Ewers. And so, Monica, you're on the clock now with the Atlanta Falcons. And in this scenario, you know, they would have obviously recouped some more assets. And so um, Desmond Ritter is still their guy is what we're going with. So what are the Falcons going to do at eight? They are sprinting to the podium to grab Brock Bowers. So even with Kyle Pitts? Even with Kyle Pitts. Okay. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. And there, there's a lot that I could say that we need to do here. But um, I am I'm going to say this has become a team that has been known for its aggressiveness now. I'm going to say that we are going to just kind of peruse around and, and see what's available, see what's behind us. And I know it's it's crazy to say this, Monica, but I think the Steelers make a trade. Okay. And I think that there's a team in Chicago that is desperately trying to build a good roster around Justin Fields. And I'm going to just say for the sake of this, the one time that I'll say what they're going to give up, I think the Steelers are going to fleece the Bears and get both their first-round picks. Wow. For this selection. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, could that mean that a Deontay Johnson is added in that deal as well or another thing? Sure. But I think the Steelers have been have they, they've shifted now to become an aggressive team. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to put the Steelers on the on the clock at 10 for you and I've moved up with the Chicago Bears and they didn't get Will Anderson this year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take Dallas Turner. Yeah. They're going to take a guy that can help their defense some more. I'm going to give them Dallas Turner. The Steelers don't have to take Dallas Turner. Because they will be able to probably re-sign Alex Highsmith. They will still have T.J. Watt. They drafted Nick Herbig. Mm-hmm. Steelers are now on the clock at 10. What are they going to do, Monica? So should they go offensive line or defensive line here? Those are what I'm looking at the most. Sure. 
Well, they were able to get Keanu Benton and Broderick Jones, so they mm-hmm. did they did add pieces. They had DeMarvin Leal last year in the third round before. So they've 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 been making the strides to try to get their offensive line improved for sure. Mm-hmm. Because for this for this spot for them, I really like um JT Tumialau out of uh Ohio State. I have no idea how to say his name. I really, really like him, and I think him opposite T.J. Watt would be unstoppable. Okay. So we're going to take J.T. Tuimulau. That puts the Seattle Seahawks on the clock at 11. I think that the experiment with Jamal Adams will end, and I'm just going to go ahead and give them the best safety that's on this board, Javon Bullard. Mm-hmm. So you are on the clock for the Raiders. The Raiders, I am trying to think of where they would go here. Says they need a quarterback, an edge, an offensive tackle, corner, linebacker, safety. Um, the offensive lineman out to Penn State is available, isn't he? He um, is Olufashanu. Yes, that's where I go. All right, so the Steelers could be sitting there at 13 if this scenario actually happened and thought, man, we were hoping that Fashanu might have fallen to us there. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't, and that's okay because the Steelers run to the podium and select Jeremiah Trotter Jr., linebacker out of Clemson. So go back-to-back linebackers? Yes, and this is one of the things. I may not have done the JT pick because I do think they sign Alex Highsmith, but if mm-hmm. we don't sign Alex Highsmith, the JT pick is insanely – Mm-hmm. What we need to do. Our offense is pretty okay right now. Yeah. Our defense is getting a little older. We need to be adding to those pieces. If I didn't go after the safety, Michael Hall out of Ohio State would have been a, a decent selection in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be curious. I want to do one of these drafts where like we do the first two rounds mm-hmm. just to kind of see. I would say Michael Hall was another thought for me, and then maybe Mason Smith Yeah, was another consideration for the Steelers. Um I wasn't completely sure, but honestly, because uh, JT can play on the line and on the edge, I felt like his versatility is where kind of where I had to go. Yeah. So the New England Patriots now are on the clock, Monica, and you are the one making the selection. So what are the Patriots going to do at 14? They're going to go with... Um, let's see. The I feel like they're going to go off the beaten path here. That is the Patriot way. And so there's there's some players that I have in mind, but they're bigger names, and I'm like Johnny ah. Wilson, wide receiver out of Florida State. <laughs> I, uh I don't know. You know what would be they truly need, off the beaten they need, path? They need a lot. You know what would be truly off the beaten path, Monica? If they... That would be off the beaten path, but he's not going to... Let's see. Dallas Turner's off the board. They Ooh. need a lot of... They need a lot of um, defense, defense help. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're going to go... Out of all the players, Michael Hall. 
All right, Michael Hall. Maybe they get another one of those Vince Wilford-type players. The Green Bay Packers are on the clock here, and I think that this is a, a draft that will be make or break for them because you, you do have to kind of be prepared for everything that's going to happen. Uh, they got two tight ends in this class, so I, I don't see tight end being a thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. A.J. Dillon has not been exactly what they wanted. Right. Aaron Jones has not been exactly what they wanted. I'm going to give them Travion Henderson out of Ohio State, the running back. Uh, again, it's about protecting Jordan Love. It's about trying to make that successful. You've got to find a way to make that work. Mm-hmm. So, Monica, the New York Giants are now on the clock at 16. They need wide receiver, and they need corner as well, don't they? They do. So, I am deciding between Amika Ebuka, Xavier Worthy, and Kool-Aid McKinstry. That's that's the three places that my brain is going. And while I think Ekbuka or Worthy would be a better fit, I think the Alabama connection is too much, and they're going to pick the guy with the coolest name in this draft, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Yeah, literally. His name is literally cool. Kool-Aid. Um, I believe he changed his name legally to Kool-Aid, if I'm not mistaken. What a world we live in. Like. <laughs> That's just so crazy. Okay, the New Orleans Saints are on the clock now, and they need a bunch of help. Um, but I think nothing greater than, you know, I don't, I don't see another tight end going in this draft past, you know, Brock Bowers in round one. I don't think we have two Mm-mm. picks in that that regard, and so I will say that they will continue to dip into the defensive realm. And I'm going to give them the edge player from Ohio State, the other edge, Jack Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year's going to be a big year for Ohio State if these guys all come out. Yeah. Um, they, they've got a really good possibility for draft classes of, to have a high amount of people selected. And you know what we're not seeing a ton of right now? Hmm. As of this moment, we're not seeing a ton of Georgia names. No. We will, more than likely. Yeah, I'll, but they'll, they'll come out. But we're not seeing them right now, which tells you that you know, I think I've seen three Georgia names total, and there were three Georgia players selected in the first round. That's crazy. By itself this past year. So the Houston Texans are on the clock. Monica, what are they going to do in Houston? Even after trading with the Arizona Cardinals, a first-round pick next year, they still have a first from the Cleveland Browns. They really, really need to bolster their offensive line mm-hmm. even more. And so I am leaning towards honestly this is this is insane. The Ohio State run continues. And I could definitely see going with an offensive guard in Donovan Jackson. I can see that. But I could also see um JC Latham from Alabama because he does play multiple positions. Okay. I think it's going to be J.C. Latham. All right. So now the Cardinals are on the clock after trading all the way down uh, from three with the Denver Broncos. They trade all the way down. They they recoup surely a bunch more assets as well. And the Cardinals need, you know, a lot of different things that will make them work better, but I think they need a wide receiver. I was really thinking you were trading up with the Buccaneers to get Drake May. Mm-hmm. And so I was prepared at three to just go, all right, Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, how how happy would Arizona fans be if that's what they ended up with? So I'm going to give Egg Buka here to the uh, the Arizona Cardinals because 
that's what they desperately are needing. Yeah, that's a very good pick for them. So the Minnesota Vikings are now on the clock, Monica. We're coming down the home stretch, about 12 picks left. What are the Minnesota Vikings going to do after selecting Jordan Addison in the first round this year? I think we're going to go with Javon Bullard. He's a, uh, I believe he's a corner or a safety out of Georgia. Does it have it in there? I think he was selected. Oh, he was selected? I think I gave him to the, yeah, I gave him to the. Oh, man. I gave him to, I can't even remember now, the Seahawks. That's right, that's right. Man, he's perfect for them. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Okay, let's see. What about uh, Denzel Burke, the corner from Ohio State? There he is. Yeah, I see him. All right, so the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock, and I just, out of principle, I'm going to trade out of this pick. No, no, I'll make the selection. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they have a tendency to favor one position in the first round, and it's either been wide receiver or cornerback. And the Ravens are a team that lost a lot of cornerback help, and it's their number one need on the board. Yeah. However, we don't really have a lot of corners right now. And the only one that I am seeing is Kamari Lasseter, and I just don't know that he's a first-round pick. Uh, Am I wrong in that? No, not at this point. I don't think that I'm willing to say right now he's a first-round pick. So I know it's crazy, and I know it makes no sense to do this. But I think if you're looking at the Baltimore Ravens, this is going to be my first pick that I think I'm going to make people upset. But I'm okay with it. Baltimore only re-signed Lamar Jackson because they had no way to get into the top three this year. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think Lamar is long for the Baltimore Ravens. So, I could take a quarterback here. Mm-hmm. I could also take a tight end. And say that Mark Andrews is done. But I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to do what the Baltimore Ravens have done three years in a row. And I'm going to look for a specific style of wide receiver that has no business being drafted by this team. And I'm going to draft him. And I'm going to just totally be biased. This is a good class as far as size is concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see here. Where's he at? We got to find him. I know he's out there. Wow. I really thought this would be easier. It is not. Jalen Knoll, wide receiver out of Iowa State. Um, and I missed my pick, so I have no idea who just got selected. Uh, I messed that up. My bad. I should have paused it. But I I, I, I don't think – let me pause it real quick and make that statement. Though. I don't think that's crazy to think that they would try to do that, though, next year. That some no. Josh Downs-type players, A. Flowers-type players are going to show up and they're going to be all in love and try to go after him. Yeah. You're on the board now with the Chargers. Uh, they took Brandon Allen, or Braylon Allen, by the way, a running back out of Wisconsin. Not uh, a bad pick, I guess, but kind of surprising. Okay, so the Chargers, in this, I'm assuming that Austin Eckler is not there anymore. So who do we have running back? Donovan Edwards would be a really good one. Or Raheem Sanders. What about... Um, Blake Corum. He just seems like a Chargers pick. Is did we already take him? No, but he's not. He's not declared as coming out of the really? draft now. 
So you know what I can do because I'll take Blake Watson and okay. we'll just say that it's Blake Corum. Yeah, I think Blake Corum is a perfect Chargers pick. Okay. Um the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. And uh it says they need a tight end, but they did draft, you know, strange this past year, so I think I'm gonna avoid that and I'll go with the other end of the offensive tackle and I'll take Kingsley Suamatia. I think that's how you say it. Um, and let's go rapid fire now, Monica, 24, 25, um, all the way through. You know what? Actually, here's what we're going to do. We'll be right back. All right. Well, Monica, you're on the clock now at pick number 24 with the Miami Dolphins, and I'm assuming you might have a trade. Yeah. I was I was looking at the players on the board and the uh, the Chiefs have a need on the interior defensive line, and there is a certain LSU player that is on the board here, so I think they're calling the Dolphins. They have accepted the offer. Now you're, so you're saying three years in a row they draft defensive linemen in the first round? Because it's Mason Smith. Okay. Alrighty, well, Mason Smith to the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's just that's because it's Mason Smith because he is that good. Well, I am now on the clock then at pick number twenty-five, and the Detroit Lions are here, and there's a lot that could happen, a lot that could be said, a lot that could be done. Mm-hmm. But let's build the offensive lineup some more. Let's look at uh, our wide receiver room looks pretty great. You yeah. know, we have everything there that we could need. We've got a bookend tackle. Um, and I really hate doing this because it means I'm going to have to, have to draft a, a Georgia player, and I don't know if I'm overdrafting him or not. Uh, so let's just do it. Cedric Van Pran Granger. Is that an overdraft, Monica? I don't know. It remains to be seen. I don't remember him getting a lot of playing time this year, but I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, let me go to the Detroit Lions, make sure that pick was made correctly because it scared me. Yeah, there it yep, is. Okay. There it is. So the Dallas Cowboys, Monica, are on the clock at pick number 26, and they have, uh, in my opinion, there's a, there's a dark horse chance that they could go a certain way here. I I have them going receiver here. Okay, different from what I was thinking. Yeah, I have them going with Xavier Worthy. Alrighty. Got a Texas. I I have a sneaking suspicion that he is going to show up and show out in the Alabama Texas game this year. Mm-hmm. I just I'm real I'm thinking that and I think he's going to skyrocket up up some people's boards with that. Well, I'm going to do something shocking for fun because I also think it's a very good possibility. If that quarterback I showed you earlier, you think he's coming out? I think so. Let's say that he does in this scenario because we can do whatever we want. He Mm -hmm. is going to come out as far as we know now. The Miami Dolphins are trading back up. They recoup some assets from the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They trade down to 32, but now they're moving back up with the Jets. And I'm going to give them 
J.J. McCarthy. Um, I don't like J.J. as a person. Personally, I kind of can't stand him. But I think he's a good quarterback. He's He takes cocky to a new level. Yes, he does. Uh, I thought it was hilarious how he was saying during the TCU game, we will win this game when they were down by two and a half scores with like five minutes left to go. Or I was like, and then they got whooped. But I think J.J. McCarthy to the Miami Dolphins is a good fit. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tua gets signed to a long-term extension next year. I just don't I don't see not that. Not with the injury concerns. Yeah. Not with the injury concerns. Uh, they, they picked up his fifth-year option, but they kind of had to. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Um, Monica, you're on the clock now with the uh, Buffalo Bills. They really need uh, interior offensive line. They do. And I'm going to go with Javian Cohen from Miami. All right, Javian Cohen from Miami. He oh. he transferred to Miami from Alabama, and I think he's going to have a much better go of it in Miami. Oh, man, it's crazy. The Steelers just traded up for Javian Cohen. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I have the distinct pleasure of picking the Philadelphia Eagles' next player. Um, if you don't pick a Georgia player, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, I uh, I agree. I agree. And so, um, what I'm going to do is take Kamari Lassiter, uh, cornerback out of Georgia, because That's a good why pick. not? They need corner, and their defense is still going to be a little bit of a problem next year. So, Monica, you're on the clock with the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, so this one, I was a little bit torn on where to go. They, I really like the idea of Jalen Catalan from Arkansas for them. Mm-hmm. Because he is one of those hybrid defensive players who can play just about every position. Yeah. And I think that he would – and he also, he hits hard. He's a very good AFC North type player. And right. I I really could – don't I couldn't feel like I could pass up on Jalen Catalan to the Bengals here. Okay. So I'm on the clock for what is my last selection, and it is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and again, I I think there's several different ways this could go for them. Mm-hmm. But in, in the same very real sense, I only think there's one way it should go. Mm-hmm. And so I am, I'm going to say that... Uh, The San Francisco 49ers are going to select Spencer Rattler. Wow, you just sniped me. Um, because I think Rattler has played much better in the SEC than he was playing in the Big Ten. All right, Big Ten? Big, Big 12. 12. Big 12. Yeah. Never can figure those out. So stupid. Uh, been playing much better than he played when he was in Oklahoma. Let's just go that route. Yeah. And I think that this pick, could very well be a top 10 pick next year. Not necessarily with the 49ers in mind, but I think Spencer Rattler is a first-round caliber quarterback. I think that means that we have five quarterbacks going in this first round. That's a lot. And I don't think that's crazy. And I think they're going to all quarterback needy teams. But you've been praising Trey Lance. I have. But if Trey Lance does not produce this year, they have to give him a fifth-year option. 
Yeah. So if, if Lance doesn't come out and have a Pro Bowl caliber season, he's not getting a fifth-year option. And that means that he's got one year of his contract left. And I'd, I like Brock Purdy. I don't know that Brock Purdy would be better than Spencer Rattler. I just don't know. So, Monica, you're on the clock with the New York Jets. Is there a trade or are they staying put? I don't know. I was going to take Spencer Rattler. I was going to take Spencer Rattler because they're going to need some something behind Aaron Rodgers. Right. And so, as far as like the the passers are concerned, I think that I really like out of the ones that are left, I think I like Joe Milton the most. As far as like a pure passer is concerned. And he does need to develop, so. Yeah, and he could develop underneath Aaron Rodgers. And I think I'm kind of talking myself into Joe Milton. All right. Well, that is our first round mock. We will quickly go back over the picks. Round one, first overall, the Arizona Cardinals are on the board. They take Caleb Williams, quarterback out of USC. Tampa Bay Buccaneers trade up to get Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver out of Ohio State. Denver Broncos trade up with the Cardinals to get Drake May, a quarterback out of North Carolina. The Indianapolis Colts trade nothing, and they stay right where they're at and take Joe Alt, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. The Commanders stay put as well, and they take Michael Penix Jr., quarterback, our third quarterback, and it's only pick five, and I think four more went. Um, So we're saying seven quarterbacks perhaps in the next draft. Um, which obviously this will change very quickly. but Of course. The Tennessee Titans take Jared Verse, edge player out of Florida State. The Los Angeles Rams trade up one spot with the Atlanta Falcons to take Quinn Ewers out of Texas, quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons selected Brock Bowers, a tight end out of Georgia. So in this scenario, Kyle Pitts has been absolute trash another year. I mean, in Brock Bowers, I think he can be what Kyle Pitts was supposed to be Yeah, for them. The Chicago Bears select Dallas Turner, uh, edge player out of Alabama at nine. The Steelers made a trade with the Chicago Bears, getting both of their first-round picks because Omar is a con artist. His name is Omar Khan. That's a Mike Tomlin joke, not a Michael Clark joke. That is exactly what Mike Tomlin has been calling him now. So the first selection of the first round, they take JT Tumi Tumalawu, or Tumalawu, we'll say that way. Uh, edge player out of Ohio State. That was Monica's selection there. I got to make the next selection for the Steelers in just a moment. Um, she is – I'm, I'm assuming we're saying, though, Alex Highsmith does not get re-signed in this no. scenario. Mm-mm. The Steelers have to replace him. JT would be a great solution for that. Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks select Javon Bullard, a safety out of Georgia. That's the guy you had wanted that, later yeah, that's on. That's the guy that I wanted. Uh, I had sniped you uh, apparently on that one. And then Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle to Penn State. You sniped me. I had probably made up my mind that he would have been my number 13 pick. But I settled for the best linebacker in this draft as of right now, and that's Jeremiah Trotter Jr. We need a Ryan Shazier again. We've got to find that, and I think Trotter could be that. Michael Hall goes to the Patriots, an interior defensive lineman out of The Ohio State University. A little bit of an Ohio State run here because, literally, they're going to select a running back in Green Bay, Trevion Henderson, out of the Ohio State. Kool-Aid McKinstry. New York drinks the Kool-Aid and selects him at 16 from Alabama, a cornerback. Jack Sawyer, edge player out of Ohio State, goes to the New Orleans Saints. J.C. Latham goes to the Houston Texans, interior offensive lineman. Amika Ekbuka goes to the Arizona Cardinals, a wide receiver. And if you can't get Marvin Harrison Jr. at three, if you trade down, mm-hmm. I don't think you're really that upset that you're getting Ekbuka. Oh, absolutely not. 
And so, I mean, Marvin Harrison is the best wide receiver in next year's class. There's no doubt about that. But it's not a it's not a fall from grace, if you will. Denzel Burke, cornerback out of Ohio State, goes to the Minnesota Vikings. The Baltimore Ravens selected Braylon Allen, a running back out of Wisconsin. Uh, I think we had something go on with that pick. I don't remember. I don't think that was their pick. I'm okay with it, though, because I was going to give them a running back mm-hmm. if I weren't going to give them that wide receiver. I made a lot of uh, I made a lot to do about them taking a small receiver, uh, and then the time ran out on me. But I probably, if I had known ahead of time and done my scouting like I should have, I would not have given them a wide receiver. I would have given them a running back, and it would have been that guy right there, mm-hmm. um, or at least a running back of that caliber. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers selected Blake Watson, Blake. but in reality it's Blake, Blake Corum. Corum. A running back out of Michigan. He has not declared according to the draft network, um, so they're keeping him where he is. But Kingsley Suimatia, offensive tackle, goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chiefs trade up at 24, and they select Mason Smith. The uh, That's an interior defensive lineman out of LSU. Um, the Detroit Lions select Cedric Van Pran Granger. Xavier Worthy goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Miami Dolphins trade back up and take J.J. McCarthy, a quarterback. Javian Cohen goes to the Buffalo Bills, interior offensive lineman. The Philadelphia Eagles select Kamari Lassiter, cornerback out of Georgia because they are the Philadelphia Bulldogs now. The Cincinnati Bengals select Jalen Catalan, a safety out of Arkansas. The 49ers and the New York Jets shock the world and round out a very quarterback top-heavy class. Uh, Spencer Rattler, quarterback out of South Carolina, goes to the Niners. Joe Milton, quarterback out of Tennessee, goes to the New York Jets. So, Monica, do you have anything else to say before we close out the podcast today? I think that's very interesting. That's a very interesting draft, and I'm ready for it to be completely different (laughs) once that day actually finally rolls around. Absolutely. Three months from now or so, we'll revisit this again and do another one. Until then, take care.